Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello, welcome, distinguished guests, to Bachelor of Hearts. For another week, it's a very special episode. They always are, but this time it's more special because I said so. <laughs> this week we're covering the. Uh, uh, I've lost oh, my- look, I'm going to jump right in here. <laughs> Hi, this is the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. That's Xavier. He's talking. He's having a fumble on the other end there. My name's Sorry. Max Quinn. Hey, we usually have a co host called Kelly Dawn Helmrich, but she is on tour. And couldn't make this recording, which is real sad because we're here to recap the finale of The Bachelor in Paradise that we have just watched. Uh, So, so much action on our TV screens this week. Yes. some real love that happened. I think you might be right. I think um, you might notice a little exhaustion in my voice. Oh, yeah. I've been unwell. Oh, I notice it. Um, <laughs> you didn't comment on it until we started recording, but, um, yeah, it's also, I think partly just, uh, uh, they, they stretch this out to three hours of TV, huh? We're batched out, baby. Xavier, you sound exhausted. A little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I think we expected them to be, uh, floating in paradise, but they were kind of just treading water. True. Yeah. <laughs> they really hammed it up, didn't they? Towards the end Episodes. there. Yeah, there's just a lot of, like, talking around in circles to, like, build anticipation. Yeah, uh, lots of time to fill. And really interestingly, um, all the drama kind of went away after everybody left Paradise. And so with these final couples, they kind of right. had to either drum up some drama or let that love story be its own thing and hopefully just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, and you have that interesting thing that these shows usually run into, which is like they get very serious very quickly, especially mm. with the couples that seem to be working out. It's like, whoa, we're actually now it's a romance thing. Like, we've yeah, just been firstly, like you would die for him, and now you're getting proposed to or not, perhaps. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot at stake, um, but we do have a lot to get to this episode. Um, Should we start with the most important news? Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I'm, wait. Am I? Are we talking about the right? The exact same thing that I, I think... watched Tomorrowland today, which is a, just a wonderful <laughs> flick with George Clooney and uh, many others. It's not that. It's not that. Don't do it. Don't make us wait any longer for the extremely big news that happened in the world of Bachelor in Paradise this week. Are you talking about the one that happened on my phone? Yeah, <laughs> the one that involved me not being. Do, do we, does this count as the segment? This is the segment. We're doing it. I, I've, I don't know whether we have... Uh, look, I don't know. We've just really gone for it here. That's right. Yeah. Well, something has happened on my phone this week with regards to The Bachelor in Paradise, and it means that... And it is an indication of the fact that I have not, in fact, been blocked by... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, 
Sitting at dinner on uh, Saturday night with our friends Eilish and Julia, and Xavier got this phone notification. And, and we were in the same went, room, by the way. I know, it was beautiful. Yeah, and Xavier went white. Uh, the stars crossed because I felt a notification, and I checked my phone, and it was from... Well, okay, I should back up a little bit. So, uh, Max and I were hanging out in Melbourne together. We were playing a few shows, and uh, Max snapped a beautiful photo of me out in public with the Bachelor in Paradise billboard behind me. If you've been following along with the podcast for a while, you know this is sort of a thing we do. Um, At BOH be- Pod on Insta to see it. Yeah, that's right. And beautiful photograph of me, Max. Thank you very much. So welcome. And the light hit you uh, at just the right angle. I I think it did. Yeah, but you know, I can't deny that you brought some of that uh, mm, uh, lens crafting. <laughs> <laughs> can't be what yeah, that means. Yeah, I recently um, went to Oscar Wiley. I know all about lens crafting. Mm. Well, this is a story about Osher while he uh, commented oh, on my Jesus. Instagram. <laughs> Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is just a nice normal photo of me. My friend Alexa from the band Self Talk that I play in, what's up? Hi, shout out, uh, commented, tag Osher. And I was like, good point. A photo of me with no tag of Osher Ginsburg? Am I crazy? Better tag uh, it. Better tag it. So I tag him in the photo. And then uh, just to, you know, forget I forget all about it. I'm hanging out with my friend Max, Eilish, Julia, uh, eating, what did you say? We were eating dinner? We had like two cups of green tea. Is that food to you? <laughs> Yeah, it was enough. It was enough. We also had um, delicious hummus and dip. Thank you. And, oh, true. Um, also a chocolate biscuit. We were very well looked after. Truly. <laughs> I don't mean... <laughs> you so you rude. The Julia's rivalry between you like... and Julia. <laughs> she's like, I took you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Osha uh, Ginsberg saw the tag, decided to, you know... Jump um, in. Drop his hat in the ring, and he said, "Always lurking over your shoulder, pal." Pal, that's the thing that I have been itching to discuss with you all week on the podcast, and that's what really stuck out to me in the moment as well, and possibly why I went why I seem to remember. Like right now, I can feel myself going red. Mm. Osha Gunsberg referred to you as a pal, Xavier Retsky Nunes. That's How do you right. feel about I- that? Well, I don't think he was talking about the dog food, Max. No, I think that he might be able to be referred to as a friend of the podcast now because I think he has declared himself he has to be declared so. himself to be a friend. That's right, the opposite of a blockage, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, new theme song that I'm going to have to work on is now called <laughs> the opposite of a blockage. <laughs> That's when it, every time what? Usher, oh, it doesn't even have to be Usher. Just someone's <laughs> nice to be online, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear this like celestial like. It's the opposite of a blockage. I, for some reason, <laughs> thought it would still be the same theme. It would still be... Hey, the opposite of... <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of a blackhead, baby. I just turned into so, Boomhauer, I've just realized. I've just stolen <laughs> Boomhauer and made him the fake vocalist for my uh, fake Channel 10 band, Toddy from Neighbors. <laughs> Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, Toadie from Neighbours. Yeah, that was Toadie. I didn't mention on the podcast last week, but I did yeah, I get contacted by Toadie from Neighbours. And they were like, hey, look, we've made this song for you, submitted it to the podcast. And yeah, poor job 
by me in not crediting them last time. It's okay. We're learning as we go here, Max. <laughs> hey, um, uh, lovely that Osher paid credit to you, his friend as a friend, on Instagram, the friendship platform for friends. Mm, that's true. And one thing I love about being here is... <laughs> are we done? Is this the end of the podcast? I think so. Did we? What did we come here to do? <laughs> Make friends. <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. Please find us on social media. <laughs> hey, also, thank you. This is going to be the last episode of the season. We will get to uh, the new Bachelorette. I want to make a oh, declaration up top that we called it. If you've been following along, we made a That's lot right. of bold predictions this season. Kelly got one really right, and I got one really right. And uh, it's been a really, like, it's been a strong season for Bachelor forecasting. And I want to say, I'm not the only one who didn't get one right, because I bet on this podcast. Yeah, you did. You know, we always win, and everything's coming up, and it's, uh, I think we're doing great. So, Mm. and it's not falling apart because Kelly's not here. No, uh, in no way is it falling apart because Kelly's not here. We haven't even discussed which Nintendo characters we would fuck, marry, kill yet. Um, yeah, although the answers do change from week to week, so we could check back in on that. Yeah, really important. I'll write a theme song. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so I want to talk about the new Bachelorette, but I think, how about this? Instead of doing it now, we should do it in a separate podcast with Kelly because, uh, yeah, yes. like, yeah, 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 as much as we did call it and as much as I'm really proud of us for looking into the the crystal ball and only seeing the future of the Bachelorette as a bright <laughs> the eyes crystal reference. ball meaning like <laughs> I'm sorry to talk <laughs> over your, your bright eyes reference, but the crystal ball was basically like Georgia Love called it, and then we talked about it on the podcast. I did right? not know that Georgia Love had even called it. Thank you very much. We mentioned it on the show. We were oh. like, yes, based on something Georgia Love tweeted. Goodness gracious, I didn't know that. All right. We're well, still look, smart and clever because we did our research. Ah, uh, look, I have completely forgotten that uh, the Bachelorette Georgia Love knows what she's looking for in a Bachelorette, and have just decided that it was my idea. Uh, oh, okay. And we would like to, I would like to keep it that way. So right. let's discuss. Because I even not... feel like maybe it was Kelly who brought it to our attention. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> let's not. You do a great job on the oh, show, Max. No, I don't want to minimize your. I thought that I did it. Oh Jesus! Christ. All right, look, let's just save. The Bachelorette, I'm not going to spoil who it is because we've got to get to it in the recap uh, for a separate episode. And we'll also talk about Nick Cummins, the Bachelor for this season, in a separate episode. A couple of cast previews and that later on in the year. But right now, I'm thinking that maybe it's time that we got to... Bachelor in Paradise, Australia, Season 1, Episode 15. (laughs) I love this because I've never been rushed into the recap before. <laughs> <Usually>. <laughs> this episode's quite different. I feel like no matter what we talk about or do on this episode, Kelly will hate it. Oh, just yeah, based course. on the fact that she's not here. That's so true. So that, in a way, gives us like a blank check. You yeah, know? we've like, got a license we've got to Because she's going to hate it no matter what. Mm. So like, what Sega characters would you fuck? Oh, so I would... Mm, what about Knuckles? Mm, Just because I think it would be fun to say fuck knuckle. Ah, and there it is. The perfect response. (laughs) Any deeper we dive into my knowledge of Sonic the Hedgehog characters will only lead to trouble. (laughs) Bigs the cat, though. Um, Anyway. You You don't know any other Sonic characters? Oh, there's a ton. What about Dr. Eggman? Oh, you mean Robotnik? Yeah, Robotnik. Eggman... 
He had to change his name to Eggman at Ellis Island. <laughs> um, there is also uh, Shadow as the Hedgehog. A, I'm sorry, just uh, just another uh, bad joke I could have done instead of that one. Uh, as a vegan, I call him Dr. Oh, no. Robotnik rather than Dr. <laughs> Eggman. <laughs> sorry, go on. Well, I was just thinking about, like, I don't go around calling myself, if I was a doctor, I wouldn't go around calling myself Dr. Person Max. So I don't get to, <laughs> I don't understand why he gets to call himself Dr. Robot Nick. <laughs> Feels insensitive to me. You know? Hi, Dr. Everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay, very good. Let's continue. Uh, we've hit the humor quota for the episode. <laughs> we don't have to do anything funny anymore. <laughs> no, we've been very good. Very good boys. <clears throat> All right. Serious voices now. Okay. Kira and Jared stroll along a beach, looking out at a yacht on the horizon and reminiscing while a highlight reel plays. About all of the boat dates that they've been on? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, they really, they certainly have some highlights. They each have Um, been on a ton of boat dates. They sure have. Individually and uh, together. together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kira wants to hear Jared say, I love you today. That's like the big focus of this thing. They haven't hit that milestone yet. It's apparently very, 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 very important. Um, And Jared says, I've always wanted to sail into the sunset with the girl of my dreams. And I really want that to happen today. Good luck, buddy. Well, I just think it's interesting because it's like, that's an expression, but he definitely means it literally. (laughs) I don't really understand what the appeal is because you're just going to get lost at sea. (laughs) Have you not read Lionheart by Jesse Martin? Uh, No. Oh, okay. Lionheart by Jesse Martin is the account of Jesse Martin, the 18-year-old Australian who solely aviated around the world. Oh, uh, he yes. set a world record, yeah. And then there's the Jessica Watson book as well, and I've forgotten what that's called. But both are good reads about young Australians in challenging situations. Do they have a version of those books where the pages are all laminated so you can read it on your boat? <laughs> they absolutely missing... should. Yeah, yeah. I, laminate books are yeah, the next big thing. Books that you can laminate even just to read in the tub. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember as a little kid I had a book of uh, bathtub uh, songs. <laughs> It's a strange songs? concept when I explain it like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's Itsy Bitsy Spider. Well, that can't have been one of them. That's just a song with a bathtub in it. Itsy Bitsy Spider, climb up the water. But we got, look, I can't continue just because we will get sued for copyright by Mr. Right. Uh, and Mrs. Bitsy, the family of Bitsies. Um, oh, yeah. I thought it was Sony who still had the rights <laughs> to Spider-Man. <laughs> so they get on the yacht and they look deep in each other's eyes for a while. Mm. Kira says, no more kissing. I'm getting pash rash. And then Jared, in, in the moment, with glee, says, Kira's pash rash is getting bigger. Thank God for makeup. <laughs> the fuck? You, come on, man. It's a face. <laughs> he has no chill, and I love it. This you story has it. worked out so beautifully for both of them. Oh, you're a big fan. I, I am. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, they squish their faces in very, very close together, and Jared says, everything happens for a bloody reason. Finally, the universe is looking after both of us. And Kira says, this is my fairy tale. And then they jump off the boat and Jared says, you actually look hotter with wet hair. What? Like he's so shocked. Oh my <laughs> goodness. He's, Most he's people turn into a disgusting wreck, a mess <laughs> of a human being when their hair becomes wet. Yeah, when I get hair that gets wet, I'm like a seaweed garbage boy. Mm. I'm on a seaweed diet, Max. Are you really? Yeah. Seaweed. seaweed and you eat it? Oh, uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they just, uh, you know, they get an inflatable raft out 
because the boat wasn't good enough and then they make out on that (laughs) it's beautiful it's like titanic i actually oh god (laughs) have you seen the end of titanic by the way uh no what's it about no i haven't seen it either i just think it's a pretty fun movie max you have to watch titanic no i don't let me tell you how it ends so wait what part have you seen up to um, I remember the the video of Titanic you used to be able to get on VHS came in on two tapes because the movie's so long. That's right. It was too big. So I feel like maybe I've seen some of the first tape. Wow. Yeah. Like they're on a boat for a bit. I remember that. <laughs> so they um, get to the boat. Yeah. Oh, well, there's, is there a bit before the boat? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. What happens before the boat? Uh, they're talking about getting on a boat someday. <laughs> Did Jack and Sally meet on the boat or is that... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. And so, okay, so yeah. here's eventually Sam and Diane go also, on Also, Jack boat. and Sally, that's <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> Ross and Rachel make that's their it. way to the cockpit. Okay, I've got to yep. start. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, and then everyone has a good uh, time and then the movie way to the, They don't make their way to the cockpit till that steamy scene in the car. <laughs> Did you get to that bit? <laughs> um, um, is that where everyone yells, like, starboard? And then they all run to the other, the starboard side of the boat. Your movie knowledge is so impressive to me. Week Thank after you. week. It I, just keeps on giving. Yeah. The other thing that I'm really good at um, is David Bowie albums. Oh, sick. They're sort of be good. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot about the uh, classic. A man who we have a tremendous amount of respect for. We do. Yeah. Um, but the rise and fall of Ziggy Starboard and the Spiders from Mars... <laughs> Yeah. Classic David, is it Bowie because of the bow of the boat? Ah, I like that a lot. Mm, I thank love you. boat humor. We love making boat jokes on the Bachelor sure in Paradise. Uh, not the name of the podcast, but it's not a big deal. Anyway, uh, let's get back to dry land, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, let's dry off. All right, <laughs> then will they arrive at a batchy couch? And Kira is looking for some reassurance from Jared that they're going to have a relationship outside of Paradise. That is hot. <laughs> what are you talking about. <laughs> Um, Jared says, everything and who I am here with you is who I am back at home, which is too confusing to be comforting <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> that sentence can't... Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That it's not his worst, but... <laughs> um, Jared admits to being tongue-tied and nervous, but he really wants to tell her he loves he's her. He's tongue-tied from all that pashing. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't Pash think he's tongue-tied. Tongue- I think he's tongue-tired. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they get up from the couch and Kira says, I don't want this day to end and I definitely don't want this night to end. And then Jared says, this night doesn't have to end. And then they kiss and they walk off screen. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what do you suppose happened then? Uh, look, it's not really for me to say. I okay. feel like maybe it was like a game of snakes and ladders or... Yeah, I think they maybe did some Jenga or like... Pop-matic the problem that trouble. I have with the editing here is that it was just really unclear. Exactly, yeah, and it really, like, there's no prevailing, I don't get any impression of what might have they've been hinting to or anything like that, No, it's a constant problem with this show. No, exactly, and, like, we do take it upon ourselves, we are really duty-bound to Mm. assess the problems with the editing when they come up, and in this instance, you know, like, you're on Fuck Island... I, right. which I think that's a native, uh, like, is that, is that how it's pronounced in Fiji? Fuck Island? I believe Bachelor in Paradise, if, when translated, 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, all I'm saying is just be a bit more explicit with what's going to happen because we don't know. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's absolutely and nothing And I'm to used to the US version of yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. Where, where everyone has like, sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is a big problem of ours. We've had for many years. It's fine. <laughs> Kelly can't do anything <laughs> Uh, a tour guide named Brittany welcomes Allie and Grant to a Velocipede, um, which is a cool vehicle, which is essentially like a couple of bicycles converted to run on train tracks, but it's got the coolest name ever. How good is Velocipede? Velocipede is a great name. Um, I just like, what else were you going to call it? Do you know what I mean? It's like how a tram and a bus, they're like, they should be called a truss. Like, is a tram a bus? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk me through this? Do you want me to move on? Uh, okay, so here's my problem with trams and buses. <laughs> All, right. All right, Max is going to <laughs> It's two cents. Trams are untrustworthy. Let trams me say that are firstly. untrustworthy. I just don't trust them. Like, you get on and it goes to a certain direction, but who's to say when it's going to start or stop? And, well, like, why is, is my main question. And what happens when it needs to turn around? How does the tram turn around? It gets to the other bit and then it... Just goes the other way. No, it doesn't because you've got. Oh, oh. Wait. So the guy gets out of the tram and then walks around to the other end of the tram and then drives it back the other way. You're exactly right. Except it doesn't have to be a guy, Max. No, sorry, sorry. Mm. Um, the Kelly's not here. Robot. Suddenly, it's a bloody boys' club. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so mm. you, like, well, I didn't want to exclude uh, just humans from this. Like, it could be a robot as well. And I think that you're being a bit insensitive. Um. <laughs> You got me. Artificial intelligence is sure. Yeah, really, like, really important. Like, ready? Um, hey Alexa, say hello to Xavier. Hello. <laughs> I thought the bit was you didn't have one. <laughs> hey nope. Siri, say hello to Max. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh good day. <laughs> hello, it's me, Siri. Oh, why is Siri Stewie from Family Guy? I didn't realize that that's what that was, but it kind of oh, is, isn't it? Devil, oh, oh, mother. Oh, oh, I simply must kill my mother. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's okay. what the show is. Yeah, We're yeah. doing that type of humor now. <sighs> Tramps, don't trust them. Let's move on. Velocipede, great band from Brisbane. <laughs> Too many members. Uh, Grant... He's talking about the Velocipede. He says it's kind of a representation of how fast things have moved with us. And, like, I guess. I mean, honestly, it's like that's one of the slower vehicles that I could think of. Really clutching here, here Grant. Yeah, exactly. What if you're like a car? That's like a <laughs> metaphor. It's fast, like a car. Fast... Mm. Anyway, um, we get a recap of. Oh, my voice. Oh, Testy Pop. <laughs> and apparently, uh, Mario trying answered. to jump up, a, trying to jump up a, a building. <laughs> oh, it's doing me harm. But we've <laughs> got to get this podcast out. Let's do it. We watch a recap of Ali's misadventures with Mac and Michael. Um, she says, "I didn't feel sparks with either of them." And I wonder if that terminology is going to be important later. But we will talk about it for and we, for, for what reason? I don't know. <laughs> Let's um, talk. Uh, as they are riding the Velocipede, they finally start to discuss the huge distance separating them for yes. maybe the first time. Uh, Allie lives in Adelaide. Grant lives in Los Angeles. I don't this love is this. Weird. 
Yeah, so Ali is excited by the prospect of introducing Grant to her family and friends in Adelaide. But then in the, in the moment, she says, we've spoken about him moving to Australia, and it's a lot harder for him to do than for me to move to L.A. And then that's the last time that that idea is even entertained. We there's no world in which Grant would move to Adelaide. It's all about Ali moving to L.A. Why? I don't know why. And, uh, like, is it not much easier to obtain citizenship in this country than it is to go through the fucked rigmarole, rigmarole of uh, becoming a U.S. citizen? I would imagine so, yeah. So would I. Uh, and so here's that. And then also, Grant can't come here and be a fireman. Right? He can't get firework or modeling work or whatever. That, like, he can't be on the next season of Bachelor in Paradise, there I guess. There are so many fires in this country, Grant. Have you done any True. research at all? Uh, I have never, but Max, would you like to tell me about a fire? Oh, I was referring more to um, Grant, but if you want to know about a fire, when I was uh, like 14, my dad accidentally burned our tent down when we were camping uh, and I nearly died. Whoa. Oh, you've told that story on the podcast before. Oh, there you go. I have. There you go. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah. we can cut that. No, no, it's fine. I'll tell you about another fire. Um, and uh, that is the new EP from Max Quinn. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ali spends a lot of time talking about like her family and her friends and the job that she loves in Adelaide, as well as the fact that she might not love LA. I don't know if she's been there even at this point before. What are we being they set up for? And, yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, the narrative is, like, will Allie surrender her entire life to Grant rather than, like, can Allie and Grant work something out together? Yeah. It's really Red odd. flag. Yeah. Anyway, Allie and Grant, uh, maybe they're trying to clean the, up the image of this couple at this point because they arrive at this little village and they meet up with dozens of little Fijian kids. Uh, Allie in voiceover says, I noticed Grant around the kids and I thought it was a beautiful thing. I just remember thinking he would be a great father. But they legit just wanted to get some footage of them with some random kids because they move on immediately, like 20 seconds later. Yeah, it does not last. No, and it doesn't count for anything. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, We just needed that soundbite and we hadn't had it yet. So, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> here it is. Yep. Um, and then Grant tells the cameras he is thinking about proposing. He says, if I get a very confident answer from her in how she feels about moving to LA, then I'll ask her. What if she confidently says no? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. And rightly uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, that night, the conversation continues very gradually. Grant says, if she decides to move, quote, I will support you 100% in any way, shape, or form. And there's never going to be a day that you feel alone or lost. And I want to make sure that you're always going to be happy. I was like, poof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you could do that by perhaps coalescing to the idea that you could live in this country too, bud. Yeah, giving it more than two sentences worth of discussion might be a good uh, way to put your best foot forward on this. Certainly uh, seems like it. You'll never feel plan. alone or lonely, except unless you stay here in Australia, in which sure. case the deal's off. Bucko. Yeah, exactly, because there's no uh, there's no way in hell that I would even visit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Ali says, I know I want to be with you forever. I want the kids. I want the husband. I want you. She like clarifies. Mm. Um, and she says, I want an extraordinary life, which to me is like, and I'm not saying who the bachelorette is, but that might be the tagline <laughs> of who the next bachelorette season is. You know, Definitely I mean. seems like that could be something sh if, and, uh, when Ali is to become the next bachelorette. Mm. But who could say it could be any sure. of these people yeah. or anyone else. Anyone else in the entire yeah. world. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it's Kelly. Maybe that's why she's not here. Just throwing it out there. That uh, could be. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, Ali says she is, quote, more than ready to move to L.A. to be with Grant. And so they kiss. And, yeah, I guess Grant has to decide if that was a confident enough answer to earn his magic ring. Um, But that's enough for them for now. Yeah, I've had enough of this for now as well. It was pretty gross, don't you think? Yeah, and like, uh, at this point I'm like, well, Max is wrong. Because <laughs> you were saying that was going to be the... I mean, it, it could it could still have... Were you genuinely surprised when, when we found out? Well, we'll get to it. Okay, so I... Uh, here's what I thought. I thought that the answer that Ali gave was pretty confident. And mm. I thought that Grant would propose... Uh, like I still thought that that was going to happen right up until yeah. it didn't happen. I thought that he was going to propose because I think that he's a cringeworthy kind of sure TV dude who Ready knows to do it. how the glitz and glamour happens. So yeah, um, I think that I was still expecting, I was still expecting it, and I was mm. blindsided by all the other stuff. Mm. Well, let's get to it. Um, up next, we watch Sam and Tara working their way through a dense bit of the jungle as we watch their highlight reel. This was weird. <laughs> they couldn't just plop them down where they're meant to be. Yeah, this was really odd. Why did they do this, do you think? <laughs> I'm really not sure. <laughs> um, they arrive at a building with a balcony, which is decked out with cooking ingredients, and a chef named Walter tells them that they will be making kokoda, which is, I googled it, a Fijian dish of marinated fish. <laughs> Okay, it rhymes. Um, uh, Fijian dish, marinated fish. Uh huh. That's good. Um, thank you. Um, I'm working on a song about it. Uh, <laughs> it's a theme song for when this comes up again. <laughs> uh, it's one of those. I don't know why I googled the recipe for it, but it's one of those ones where the lemon juice cooks the fish instead of the fire. What? You know, sometimes you make uh, you slice your fish thin enough, and you just the lemon juice that's got enough acidity in it. You ever watch a cooking show? No, never. Um, although I am really? interested in... There's one, like, deep-frying cooking show that I'm pretty interested in. I've been told that it's really good. Um, hang on. I wrote it down in my notes to look at it. Bachelor in Vegetable Oil. Bachelor in Vegetable Oil. Why? Oh, Jesus. I couldn't think deep of a better fry one. Deep-fry masters. Deep-fry masters, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. You ever fried some deep? Mm, not personally. Well, let me tell you <laughs> that it looks okay on the internet. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Tara, maybe you're the Sam in this equation and I'm more of the Tara because mm. Tara is really stoked about this cooking date and Sam's a little bit nervous. He seems to be having trouble chopping an onion. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Do you think he needs someone to slice his avocados open for him as hey. well? <laughs> um, Tara, Tara's so sweet. She's like, oh, it must be a bad knife, babe. <laughs> it's really nice. This, like oh. this whole interaction, she, you can feel genuine pity, but also enthusiasm, from Tara for for Sam and you can just feel Sam getting frustrated but also accepting the fact that Tara is way better than he is at this and it being okay. Yeah, that's right. And I think uh, this is a fun moment. Sam, he kind of leans on his strengths, I guess, in this situation because like the cooking thing's not working out so well. So he, he goes back to one of his old classics, which is doing silly voices. <laughs> and there's a moment here which I messaged you about during the week and <laughs> found out you had had the same response. Wrote it down in big block letters in my phone. <laughs> Me too. Um, Sam does a bad Cockney accent. I'm saying it's a bad Cockney accent. I don't know. But uh, he says... Well, maybe I should just play the clip. Just play and, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Burn, you all over at your ass Did out. You Look at that. The- so, what? <laughs> do we play it again? One more time. Burn, you all over at your ass Did out. You Look at that. 
What? He definitely says, Jamie Oliver, eat your ass out. And that's what he said. What? I'm sorry, but that's what he said. And I, I don't d- know what else he might have been trying to I, say. There's nothing, there's no other part of it. I don't, I've never heard anyone say that in my life. And the <laughs> physical concept of Jamie Oliver eating his own, very own ass out, I just, oh boy. One thing that's just occurred to me after thinking about this for a few days is one yeah. of his... One of his things that he was uh, always saying on, like, The Naked Chef, all his, like, early shows or whatever, was that something was pucker. What are you... What are you implying? Do you remember... Uh, what are you implying? Oh, just that that's something that... Oh, no. Uh, we oh, we got to no. move on. Let's, we really oh, got to... No. Okay, we absolutely right. got to move on. We definitely have to move on from that. Uh, and quickly oh, as well. Okay. Just not think about it anymore. Uh... <laughs> Later on, uh, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Bachelor. Eat ass. No. Sorry. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Sam apologizes for his performance on the cooking date. He should. (laughs) After that. After seeing that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tara really sweetly says, that's okay. You can't be good at everything, Sam. Tara. I know. She's She's our queen. She is so perfect in every single way. Yeah. During their allocated batchy couch discussion segment that everyone gets on this episode, <laughs> Sam says, I can't remember when the word commitment wasn't scary to me. The term commitment ceremony is kind of funny, though, and they say it a thousand times in this conversation. <laughs> this is just a weird batchy jargon. It is pretty funny. They, I guess they have to introduce new ones every season to keep people listening, like the double delight rose. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So he gets um, the commitment ceremony couch. And he gets the double delight rose. <laughs> it's true. Sam's winning. <laughs> Maybe they know he's got like a weird thing with these weird phrases. And alliterations as well. Yeah. 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 Sam says, every time I think about it, I'm getting not butterflies. I'm getting bats. Take that Casey Musgraves. <laughs> <laughs> also shout out bats, right? Oh yeah. Bats is amazing. If you know heard bats Drive. songs, great. Great. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just said Parkway Drive out of nowhere. Bat sounds nothing like Parkway Drive, but Parkway Drive did review Bat's song uh, recently on TripleJNF.com. Check that I'm out. I'm doing this episode as a backdoor pilot for me to co-host your other podcast. That's great. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Sam says, I'm scared of the adjustment. I've been really happy on my own for a very long time, and it's going to be an adjustment. But while I would have to factor you in, I want to factor you in, and you will only enhance the stuff that I love. I think it's good, Max. I, I like this Sam. this was great. Yeah. This was yep. a really, really articulate and kind way to express yourself. And it is so far removed from the Sam who we saw a season ago talking about Sucker right. Monk's cans. Yes, exactly. And I and I think, like, I've, while that is still probably a part of him and there is, like, some sort of under, you know, undercurrent of sexism to some of the things that he says and does, I do believe... Like Osha Ginsburg, who was talking about how the Sam that he sees at the end of the series is very different to the Sam yeah. that he met all that time ago and that kind of thing. Like, Without a doubt. Uh, I I have a lot of faith in people's ability to change and improve. Uh, and, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't want to just say that he's bad forever. No, I don't think so. I think he was uh, I think he's for doing the right reasons, quote unquote. And he does a really good job of this. It's great. Yeah. And they smooch, you know, good on him. Mm. Redemption up <laughs> I, for Sam. Yeah, I think, well, like, he's, I, I like this thing that he's talking about with, like, the adjustment. Like, he's been, he's been, I guess, been single for quite a while. Like, 
personally, I've been single for quite a while too. And it's something that I think about a lot with like the next relationship that I may or may not get into mm. is like, there will be a bit of a life adjustment period. And it's not because the other person is like an unwanted uh, element in your life or whatever, but it's like, you do things differently when you're in a couple versus how you are as a single person. And Absolutely. Talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, how do you maintain the person who they have fallen for? while right. also you know becoming this new person with this uh, like additional love in your life yeah exactly and i think that sam is as, as at least as far as we can tell from this edit and everything that goes into it doing a pretty good job of it yeah he's grappling with it and articulating himself really well yeah uh oh yeah joke joke and joke and megan <laughs> <laughs> how's that not come up yet? have we not done that yeah that's great <laughs> Um, they get on board a yacht together. Is it the same yacht? I <laughs> have they are they out of <laughs> ideas for these are fantasy dates, right? For the finale week, like and there's would they two do yachts? that, Xavier? I think yacht. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, we watched them make out on the bow, and I googled it and checked, and it was the bow. It wasn't the sternum. Nope, that's not one of them. Don't try me. You made that one up. <laughs> was it the stirrup, Xavier? Yeah, it was on the stirrup. <laughs> well, did they do it in we the... We saw the horse penis. <laughs> <laughs> I like this podcast. If you, have not, if you have not lived the great horse penis episode of uh, last season's, was it Bachelor Who knows or which one it knows? was? I think it was Go Bachelor. Go back through the archives... Find the horse penis episode of The Bachelorette. It is phenomenal. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you're not a true fan. <laughs> There's an episode with a horse penis if you're not a true fan and you need to go back and find it to become a true yeah. fan. We yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Or they needed to... We also love you, but they need to do another episode with a horse penis for the oh, new listeners. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Another <sighs> horse penis episode. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> the so rise anyway, and fall Jake... of Ziggy Horse Penis and the Spider Swides from Mars. <laughs> hell is this bit? I don't know. Horsey penisy? That's my favorite <laughs> David Bowie album. That's great. Was that Hunky Dory? Yeah. Is that what? By the way, I went to see Finding penis-y. Dory. She's not that hunky. She's a fish. <laughs> David Bowie lied to me. Uh, what is um? You know how there's that um. Everything was hunky dory, worry children of the Lord. You remember that song that the kids on um The Simpsons, Rod and Todd sing? Uh, I not really. No. What is hunky dory, worry? Uh, that's the Jeff Rosenstock album. <laughs> it was a mashup or something. I don't yeah, know. great. Okay. Uh, um, nobody's enjoying this. Nope. Okay, uh, how much of this am I giving? None of Zero. it. Uh, can we just pick it up from Megan and Jake went, went on a yacht date again? Yes, that's a good idea. Cool. Oh, uh, Jake and Megan, remember those guys? Um, they get on a yacht together. Another yacht. Is it the same yacht? Are we doing more yacht stuff? Did they run out of other ideas that aren't yachts? <laughs> it's weird because yacht stuff in this uh, common era is still pretty taboo, right? Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of people are willing to do yacht stuff. Is that where you're going <laughs> yeah, with this? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yacht stuff, baby, this evening. Right? <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Um, Love yeah. you, Cosima. Thank you for blessing <laughs> us with your yacht stuff. Yeah, exactly. What if Cosima DeVito was the next Bachelorette? Wow. Now, I've gone on record saying that I don't love that it's just a celebrity every single time, mm. but also there are some celebrities and maybe it's from like like a two to three year period of Australian reality music TV programming. Yes. Like, Imagine, for some reason, like, what if like I would watch Marie? Lee Harding. Yep, I would watch that for sure. Um, I would watch Dicko, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, Dicko would be really interesting. I wouldn't watch mm-hmm. Kyle. Um, would I watch? No. no, I wouldn't. Um, then what else? Who else would you be interested in seeing? If uh, Kate DeRue was food. like, oh my god, if Red Foo was the Bachelor <laughs> in Australia, that would be so good. Our podcast would explode. <laughs> it would be the biggest thing on iTunes. Because it would be, it would turn into a serial style investigation. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> These people have been watching the series for so long; they must have seen the signs. I just feel like he would like wiggle, 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 wiggle up to the ladies and just be like, "Will you accept this red foo?" <laughs> he's um, just, he's so gross. I'm just picturing what the uh, even like the announcement like what would they do in terms of publicity shots 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 <laughs> shots, shots. <laughs> okay well let's get ridiculous on the podcast <laughs> yeah I'm sorry for party rocking everybody um, <laughs> so Jake and Megan. Uh, uh, Jake in voiceover says The more I had her in my arms The more I realized that this is real And I'm genuinely falling in love And that I want that relationship And they jump into the water together as well Which is the same thing that Jared and Kira did on their date Uh, And Megan in In the Moment says The date so far has been pretty light and pretty fun But I worry about being in a committed relationship with Jake I don't feel that there's much of a deeper level And we don't have very intellectual conversation." Shots, 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 shots. Fired? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the bow? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, did you know that Redfoo's party rock collaborator was called Sky Blue? No, I didn't know that. What is this, the cover of a Dirty Projectors record? (laughs) (laughs) Put me on the podcast. Sky Blue Sky? (laughs) Oh, yeah, true, yeah, that too. Um, what, what's oh, Weezer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite Midnight Oil record was Sky Blue Sky Mining. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I like that uh, Electric Light Orchestra song, Mr. Blue Sky's Blues, <laughs> whatever the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Jesus. What about that killer song, Mr. Sky Blue Sky Decide? <laughs> <laughs> that one's a stretch. Oh, I loved it, though. I really loved getting uh-huh. there. Yeah. Uh, cut to the Batchy Couch. Megan says, obviously, when you're back on the Gold Coast... You're I've been coming out, out of my cage and I've been fooling just fine. Fooing? Uh, yes. <laughs> the it's food. a Foo Fighters joke at best. It's Red Foo. All okay, right, let's I continue. believe you. Sorry. Um, Megan says, obviously, when you're back on the Gold Coast, you're going out and hosting events and you're around a lot of beautiful women all the time. I want to know if you're able to make a commitment and be with me. Do you think you're able to be faithful and committed to me while I'm traveling? She mentions she's got some traveling to do. Um, Jake hosts events? I guess, yeah. I guess this is kind of his thing. Maybe he has, like, owns a nightclub or something. I don't, I remember what his quote-unquote job is. Or we have any. not, we have not heard a word from Jake all season. Mm. Like, Jake has not opened his mouth correctly to... Oh, you mean... You know what I mean? Like... How is he a master of ceremonies or microphone commander, if you will? Yeah. 
I mean, who knows? Maybe it's all done with holograms. Oh, that'd be right. Yes. This um, day and age. <laughs> <laughs> what stance am I taking? Everyone's here? got a Jake Ellis hologram story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, maybe he just tells stories. Maybe that's what they're all talking about. He's got like an old, <laughs> dusty old tome, and he blows the dust off and goes, well, "You know, welcome to the never-ending Jake Ellis story." <laughs> Never. <laughs> It feels like this episode is a bit of a never-ending <laughs> Megan says, I'm not wanting to have a fling with you or a year-long relationship. I'm looking for something serious. Mm. Jake's, Jake says, I believe what we have is real. Megan asks, how do you feel about commitment? And then Jake mumbles, I put my whole heart into it if it's the right person. That's where, I am, uh, that's where I'm at with you. My biggest fear is leaving here and us being too scared to take the leap because what we have is amazing, and I mean that more than ever. And then he says this, he says, and I can't, I can't, I can't fight falling that I'm falling in love with you or that I'm falling for you. I can't fight that. And that's massive. It sounds massive to his credit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bigger than he could possibly. <laughs> we, we don't like Jake on this podcast. No, I know. My bias is really coming from <laughs> But it's like, he, I don't like the attitude of like, I'll put my heart into it if it's the right person. No, you just put your heart into it because it's like like you're in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what is being agreed That's upon. the point of being in a relationship is putting your heart into it. I don't think that that's yeah. like a... It should be any kind of revolutionary concept. Mm. Well, I don't know. I guess Megan's not that impressed either. Like, they kiss, but in, in the moment she says, Jake said to me that he is falling in love, which is really nice. Like, it's lovely to hear, but for me... I don't love Jake. I'm not at the point where I'm going to tell him I love him because I just don't. Dun, dun, dun. Episode end. Cliffhanger. Whoa. That's sick. That's really good and great honest communication from Megan. Exactly. I love it. I think Megan's so good. Like, she doesn't have to fuck around. Um, yeah. I just, I have nothing bad to say about it. No, it's great. Uh, and that's the episode. Are you feeling okay? Oh, I'm feeling great. I don't need to wear. I don't need to do anything. I'm very I'm happy. I'm going to take... One swig of water. Oh, swig away. Swig away. Mm. Mm. How is it? Uh, it's actually good. I Because I've heard that water is not good. Right. Some people are going to tell you it's not good. And like some water, not that good. But this water, the stuff I get. Mm. Mm. Where'd you get it? Mm. Sorry, I just spilled it. Um, tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know someone in the uh, in the tap business. Yeah, that's right. I got this stuff on tap. Actually, I got it hooked up in my place. <laughs> okay. Uh, how's your voice sounding? Delicious. Do you want to do the thing? Oh, just give me the um number. I'll drop it in chat. Oh no, it's sixteen. But you can just do it. Okay, cool. And so, we move on to recap The Bachelor in Paradise, Season 1, Episode 16. Beautiful. And we're in Australia, and that's fine. Yeah. So, we start off with Osha. Hey! From my DM... Oh, from my comment section. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly's DMs. He's really getting around us. I feel a bit <laughs> left out, i got to say. Yeah, true. I want to see Kelly again so we can talk about the DM situation! <laughs> Any progress... Uh, we'll have to do a catch-up. We'll do a specific DM catch-up episode. <laughs> I don't think we ever quite told the Weiss story, but maybe I'll have to wait too. Ah, uh, look, it's uh, unwise to get into it at this time. <laughs> he didn't reply. We already talked about that part. Anyway, Osha, 
Yeah. He begins. He says, after four weeks of fun in the sun, romantic dates, cocktail parties, and rose ceremonies, we come to this, our final day in paradise. And he explains that at the commitment ceremony, each of the contestants will have the chance to give each other a ring, which will symbolize how far their relationship has progressed. It's and pretty so cool that be... they can talk on the phone about this, you know? <laughs> yeah, they haven't been had, they haven't had access to their phones the whole time. I know, yeah. Like, not even to listen to music, uh, fucking Mac and Leah. Yeah, what the hell or was that all about? to leave the show, uh, Lisa. Oh, true. Mm. Yeah. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to say, um, I think it's actually really cool that everybody gives out these rings. In the um, US version, from my memory, it's just the men who... And it's not all proposals or anything, but like for some reason, it's still just men who give out these like totally meaningless signs of or meaningful or whatever you know. The, but it, it's just dudes for some reason, and uh, over here they've uh, made it more equal. I think it's good. Yeah, that is really sick. Mm. Um, and also, like it makes sense because it means that they just get to have a few more of these like almost but not quite proposals on top yeah. of the actual marriage proposal. And like they can cut it together in footage to make it make it looks like anybody could be doing it and that kind of thing. Like it's pretty smart. It's smart, and it's also one of those things where it's like, um, like it's a device to add drama. And I think that this show at this point specifically really needs it. Yeah, exactly. They need some like objective endpoint sort of thing to work towards. I think because we've run out of it now that we only have happy couples. Right. Right. Um, but first, before we get to all these proposals and stuff, we get some more bloody highlight reel footage. I just wanted to touch on this briefly. I think, I think the producer of this show expect the viewers to only be watching these episodes once, yeah. which is just crazy because <laughs> any self-respecting viewer, just like us, is watching them repeated times, so they're taking detailed notes throughout the week. That's exactly right, and then discussing them at length for hours on the podcast, and then listening to that podcast back when they walk home from work in preparation for the next podcast. Right, and to make sure that they didn't say anything stupid that they're going to regret and people are going to judge them on saying. That's exactly right. During in As a part of the big community that we have formed on social media that we love you for being a part of. Exactly. Five and stars, I'm really you? shocked that no one's been judgmental about the different characters that we would all fuck yet. Everyone's actually been very <laughs> warm and supportive Everyone's about it. Everyone's been really supportive about the Nintendo characters that we would fuck. Yeah, and honestly, like maybe they've been a little too forthcoming in some situations and occasions where be Dave I McCarthy. may not want to know all of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not calling anyone out. I think uh, Dave's doing fine. All right, great. <laughs> well, let's continue. All right. Um, cut to Tara and Sam walking out of their hotel room onto the balcony wearing bathrobes. Who knows what could have happened in that hotel between episodes? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so <laughs> unclear. I wish they would... This comes back to what we were talking about earlier, about the real need for, uh, like, editorial guidance. And I think that right. if The Bachelor were to hire, I don't know, someone with a little bit of nuz in that area... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so someone who is both familiar with the show and uh, familiar with its critique. Like, sure. Not unlike yourself, Xavier... Maybe uh, this show, you know. like I'm uh, looking for work. Uh. <laughs> I think that you'd be great on the show, as they're like, what showrunner? What, what was my title? Oh, showrunner. You would run I thought the I was show. just an adv- an advisor on situations like these where things turn a little uh, adult. No, look, you just run the show, baby. <laughs> okay, that's a really good idea. I'll be the Quinn, right? Yeah, you'll be the Quinn, um, but mm-hmm. not in the sense that there's a Quinn on this podcast. Oh my god. You're right, I Kelly know. is such a Quinn. It's true, she really is. Um, 
I mean, firstly, she stole my uh, idea for a tattoo, and then she stole my dress sense with the overalls, and then she stole my surname. So, (sighs) yeah, I don't know. And now she's not here, I get to have full reign uh, (laughs) and really hammer that narrative home. That's right. Uh, We're doing a lot of narrative. No. (laughs) Truth. Truth. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we're talking about. Oh, sex. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sam remarks, quote, we haven't been apart for more than a few hours in a long time. I feel like that's something that more of these couples should actually be thinking about at this point. True. And, uh, you know, in, he's got a little hesitation in his voice when he says it. And I think it's like, that's a good point. You don't actually know what these, you know, relationships are, how they're going to handle different situations where you're apart for a little while or anything like that. Like, it's a very different environment. Yeah, because you don't wake up every day and spend all day on the beach with this person. Right. Yeah. You probably have to leave the beach at one point because it gets dark. That's right. Well, in paradise, I guess it doesn't get, I don't know. Why do you go to the cocktail party after that? And I'm not sure that they have one of those in real life. Oh, you're right. They're illegal. They are. Sam says, the next time I see you is going to be really special, and I'm ready for that. And I will miss you. I've loved every moment with you leading up to now, and just don't freak out when we're on our own. Tara says, I don't want you to go, going in for a hug and a kiss. And then she says, you're going to look so pretty. And it's very sweet, I think. And it's really then Sam, nice. And then Sam says, pretty? You're going to look pretty. I'm going to look ruggedly, masculinely handsome. That's the words we want to go with when we describe my looks. Oh, no. Come on, dude. Sam. My boy, my boy, my boy. There are some There are some things that we can get right. You're allowed to look pretty. Sam, I think you should look pretty. Yeah. You, you're a lot of the way there. Some people have some problems with your hair. You I think it's quite pretty. I think the hair is quite pretty. Give yourself some credit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, also... Don't don't enforce these values onto anybody, Look, and don't. Yeah, it, who cares? You don't have to be ruggedly masculinely, whatever. You can be. Uh, you can look however you want to look, Sam. And clearly, you go about your day to day life doing that anyway, and uh, right. it's working out for you because you're marrying Tara. You don't need this yes. fucking masculine uh, hetero fucking bullshit to. Yeah. yeah. I'm not ruggedly masculinely handsome. I mean, I'm hot stuff, baby, but I'm still not the vision of uh did i say hot stuff baby again yeah you did yeah you're cosima <laughs> you can say it it's fine yeah yeah uh, you know, we'll, you know. we'll cost that bridge when we come to it <laughs> um uh, yeah all right uh the point stands sam come on come on dude you look yeah. you look great you don't have to be a uh, real real bro about it yeah, exactly. And uh, not on the TV when everyone's trying to be like, oh, Tyra and Sam, beautiful love story. Don't fuck it up like this. Yeah. Anyway, Allie and Grant, they're in a little pool together and they kiss. Uh, Allie says, oh, Allie asks, I know that you've been engaged from being on Bachelor in Paradise before, which is not a great sentence to catch yourself saying. Not a great one. Mm, um, I know that our connection is so strong, but what is it that makes it different? And then Grant's answer, um, when I started to get to know you, every single thing just clicked, and I've never had that happen with somebody like it happened with you, is not really an answer. No. I think we're learning a lot in this situation about his willingness to rush into a big decision uh, without looking back. Uh, like, maybe he was did not have the best of intentions the first time around, or maybe he did and it just didn't work out. We don't really know, but yeah. like... I mean, Grant and Lace were pretty much like, they were side by side for that entire season. I think there was one big blow up mm. where Lace maybe went on a date with someone else. But uh, yeah, like 
felt like Grant's intentions in at least in that season in proposing and getting together were pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like rushing into a big decision, we probably should have already known because we've all seen his big stop at nothing chest tattoo. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. I think that that's actually good advice. As soon what, as you get to should... nothing, stop there. Yeah, you don't want to go further. Than you that. don't want to go further, like mm. especially when it comes to proposing marriage on the television. Sure. Stop at nothing. Cut to Jared and Kira saying cheers to us with cocktails and plastic straws. Before Jared, come on. come on. Before Jared says "undestructible," which is a funny thing to say, and Kira cracks up laughing at him. We've all had a lot of fun here today, but what we really need to think, uh, start thinking about, is how undestructible plastics can be. Plastic straws can take up to two hundred years to decompose, and that's if not, they're not ingested by some kind of marine animals before that. I think we should be saying no to single-use plastics like the ones that they're using on this date. They're undestructible. That's the end of that. And I'll put more information about <laughs> the infographic that I was looking at in the show notes. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mark and Vinny's Spaghetti and Spritz in Surrey Hills, where I went for dinner the other night. <laughs> Metal straws. Oh, okay, right. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's an interesting uh, left turn we've taken here. No, no, no. Metal um, straws. Wow. So, Mark, Vinny, you've done a banger up job. Good boys. I met Vinny. Nice man. Wow. Yep. The Vinny? The Vinny. What, what's his take on spaghetti? Um, well, like, when your moon hits your moon like a big piece of spaghetti, <laughs> that's a Vinny. Interesting. Um, uh, I'd love to meet the man, so I can ask him some <laughs> follow-up questions. I think so. I think it's very important, mm. yeah. Anyway, Jared says, I don't want Kira to think I'm just having a paradise fling. It's hard, and I just want her to live in the moment and enjoy it, and see me for me. Not because I'm tough like Dirty Harry, make her laugh just like Jim Carrey, unlike the cable guy. She likes me for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to do it. I have to do it. Every time, I have to do it. So, I don't think anyone has ever looked at Jared and thought, he might just be interested in having a fling. Yeah, that's true. Jared's a relationship kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has much to worry about in this situation. This feels like some producer-influenced conflict to me. Certainly does, because there needs to be some drama in this episode. Yeah, which is weird because, like, Kira and Jared are both great characters for whom a dramatic situation should not be a big ask, I think. True, and we've seen that time and time again on this season in the drama that has arisen between Kira and, who was it, Jared? Uh, That's right, yes, I believe that was it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they just kind of... Clutching at straws, so to speak, at the end here. What uh, kind of straws? Are th- what are the straws made of? Mm, I think they're probably made out of uh, plastic, my dear boy. Uh, broken dreams, also? Uh, yeah, sure. There's a boulevard of them. <laughs> what? Boulevard <laughs> um, of straws. Yeah. Um, Kira says, all right, well, is there anything before we go that you just want to ask or say to me, like, to reassure me? And then there's this big I love you shaped pause. And he's uh, really, like, Jared's really getting set up as the straw man here. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jared says, uh, you know, I would tell you that I love you if I only had a brain. <laughs> uh, no, he, he, doesn't, oh, he doesn't say I love you. He says, I just want to tell you how beautiful you are. And then they kiss. So I guess this is the other conflict. It was like, will they say the magic words? It was a good get out of jail free here by Jared. Like it wasn't exactly what she wanted to hear, but like 
It was pretty, like, pretty reasonable. Jake tells the camera, I'm very quickly falling in love with Megan. Whilst Megan tells the camera, last night was incredible, but I've woken up this morning with a fresh set of eyes and it's dawning on me. Like, what are we doing? Is this going to work? Are you crazy, Megan? Yeah. Juxtaposition of those two. (laughs) Um, She goes, I think that Jake could be a good partner for me, but I'm still unsure of that, really. So then Jake tells Megan... There's so many different things running through my head right now. To which she says, we haven't had enough time. To which we she just says, haven't. name five. <laughs> things running through his head? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta make sure I squint. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else. <laughs> Megan says, we haven't had enough time. We just haven't. I just don't feel like we're ready. We're right before the commitment ceremony and we don't know what we're doing. That just doesn't inspire confidence in me. And Jake asks, if I was to ask you to commit tomorrow, you wouldn't be able to? To which she says, I don't think that we should do the commitment ceremony. I think this is going to be the best thing. And then Jake sort of grumbles. He's like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. He's being a baby. Uh, Megan's like, do what? And she's like, uh, he's like, say goodbye. And then, yeah, Jake walks Megan out. They bring this little, they, you know, they, they <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jake walks Megan out and they kiss. Megan says, I'm going to miss you, baby. And Jake says, I'll miss you more than you know. And in the moment, Megan says, although I'm sad to be saying goodbye, I don't feel like I've made a mistake. And that's it. We say goodbye. We hear nothing more from Megan and Jake. Right. Now, do you have a real life update? I think they're still together. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's the vibe is that they're still continuing to see each other. We see them together on social media and it yep. feels like uh Megan was right. This was the best thing for them. Yeah, I guess they probably just made the right choice. I wouldn't necessarily be envious of the couples going through all this rigmarole, particularly if you're not all that invested at that point, but I'm True. glad that they've managed to make something work out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it didn't have to go the way of Apollo and... uh Simone was right. Yeah. There is a long montage as Jared and Kira both get very dressed up. It's a very bachelory thing to do. It happens every finale. Afterwards, as Jared makes his way down the path, he does some really weird commentary saying, quote, I'm been training for this for 32 years now. Already weird. And I'm a bull at a gate and I just want to be released and I want to run in there and smash it out. What the hell? I, he's he's talking about Kira. I don't like Jared's turns of phrase are so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's not like it's part of the reason why he's such great casting because he's saying all these things and you can tell that he means them and that they mean something to him, but yeah. what we're hearing is like no 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 no. It's some kind of weird folksy sort of expression, but he gets a few of them tangled up a lot of the time. Yeah, it's like it's a no like... helicopter taking off. Yeah, you know the no right. helicopter? Of course, I'm aware of the no helicopter. Oh, I think I hear one flying by now. Oh, that one was landing. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, it crashed. <laughs> Simone was on board. She was scared <laughs> of heights. Oh. Uh, beautiful Asha asks Jared, what's different about you from when you first arrived here? Um, which is, I think, an interesting like way of framing this narrative because this whole paradise thing is about people redeeming their public personas and so having this as like their final stand. It's very interesting to me. It's pretty good. Uh, but Jared says, I didn't know if I could love again, especially love again so quickly, but now I feel incredible. 
Kira has the kindest soul. She's, she's such a beautiful girl, inside and out. She's like a mother. And I'm like, Ooh! and he's Uh-oh. like, to the, uh, to the others. And I'm like, mm, okay. Um, but when it comes to me, she treats me like I'm her husband. And I'm like, Ooh! and then he goes, if there's the burgers ready for me in the kitchen, she'll be like, Jared, the burgers are ready. And he does that voice. That's not me editorializing. He does an almost Bob the Builder voice. And then he goes, you know, like trying to get the person on the other end of this interview to agree with him. You can already see how we're going to be as a couple outside of paradise. Oh, I what love this it? so much. This was What the best does that part. mean? I t- <laughs> what is he saying? Burgers are ready. He expects her to be making burgers. Got that. But like... <laughs> This is why the relationship is so special. And also, the question was, what's different about you? And he's like, well, Kira will make me burgers. The iron will make me strong. <laughs> so, uh, look, the thing about... Uh, th- I love this about them because they're so like they're so good for each other. Because right. Kira's like, he's so completely full of shit. He does not know how to say what he wants to say. And she makes fun of him for yeah. it. And he loves that. And it's really like... The dynamic is so beautiful and like yeah. I guarantee you that he said the burger thing and she's seen that on TV and being like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, probably. She's like at home now making him make her burgers like seven nights a week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, the focus is definitely still on these three little words, um, which neither of them have said to each other yet. Kira says she's excited Where's for Jared. My burgers. <laughs> What's that? Um, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Uh, we have coffee at home. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. You've seen that, right? It's my meme at the moment. Is that From months ago, and I moment? can't remember it. Yeah. And also, the burgers is my meat of the moment. Just saying. <laughs> I love the idea of that being those th- three little words. Where's my burgers? <laughs> Max, do you have a meme while we're on memes? Um, seen any? Uh, no, I made a funny meme yesterday that was, which grin are you? Did you see that one? Oh, I loved it. Um, yeah, the meme is, which grin are you? And uh, it's <laughs> I saw a, this. about the green drum on Triple J uh, Unearth that I sometimes uh, adopt and personify. And wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Sorry. That let's shit just, was you? I know. Let's let some cats out of some, some um, hoops here. So, um, sometimes I do that on the internet. But the main thing that I wanted to to say here is that it was a really highly performing post for... Not this, but like one of those like, which one of you are you? Mm. It was a really highly performing po- post that day for Cosmopolitan magazine. Ah. And I, I was know. like... Let's talk about whether or not this is funny because it's not like those posts. I don't think are funny in any way because they try and like hack away at the like thing that makes us all human and mm. dehumanize us in the process. And That's I was right. Like, how can we let let's let's go inside the creation of a meme here and how? <laughs> go on. How can we take the thing? I don't remember enrolling in this course, but and go humanize on. us. How can we bring ourselves together again? And I thought we can all be grin. And thus we were. Thus, thus we were. <laughs> and thus the way it was. This who is was your life. <laughs> who was the newsreader who said, and that's the way it was? I don't know. There was like a famous newsreader. That was his catchphrase. Anyway. Oh, uh, Ron Burgundy. 
That's exactly who it was. Got it. Seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Kira says she's excited for Jared to tell her how he really feels, which is a fun coincidence because I'm excited for Courtney Barnett's new album, Tell Me How You Really Feel. <laughs> I just think it's going to be good. <laughs> Walter Conkite. Walker, Walter Conkite is who it was. Oh, all right. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, you love Cronky. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a Cronkiteite. <laughs> yeah, there's um that great uh that great remix album called Punk Goes Cronk. <laughs> Just punk bands do covers of his news reading. <laughs> My blinky impression covering one. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. And that's the winging ones. <laughs> It's pretty so good. Bad. It's so bad. All right, let's continue. I've oh, embarrassed wait, wait, myself wait. sufficiently. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm wait. I'm working on something. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Hang hold on. on. Okay. Okay, wait. He's brewing something. What's up. okay? Oh, wait. What's a news event? Um, Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Hurricane Katrina, you're my source of most frustration. <laughs> That's quite good. Um, yeah, the crowd goes wild. Um. Anyway, uh, well, uh, it's time. It's finally time. It's magic carpet time. Fuck yeah, glitz and glamour. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Um, so Kira and Jared are finally reunited on this carpet that they love to roll out at all these events, and they face each other to do their little speeches. Uh, Jared says, and this is Jared's uh, little you know speech. I'm not going to read the whole thing, so... Just yeah. between you and me, I actually am. Coming into paradise, I had an open mind for my new journey ahead. Recently, I've had my heart broken, and I needed to find out if I could fall in love again, especially so soon. Going through our difficult times together made me realize that fighting for someone you want is more rewarding than not fighting at all. Spending the time together with you and getting to know you has opened my eyes to a whole new world of happiness. Kira begins to cry. He's going well. He's this is good. Like he's thought about this. He's really done a good job here. As much as we have given Jared shit for not knowing his words um, and being a bullet at China shop and Kira making burgers, this is good. When it comes to reading off something off palm cards, he does almost as good a job of it as I do on this podcast every week. I do wonder if. Do you think that he had someone help him with this? Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, like, there's is, every chance these... it could go either way. Yeah, like, are these things ghostwritten? I, like, that's a genuine question, not because I think that Jared couldn't do it, but more because, like, obviously the producers have such a vested interest in this being executed the right way that mm. they couldn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, they almost couldn't not intervene. Here's one thing that I... Because I... A, a little peek behind the curtain here. Um, I dictated, notated... What, what's the word? I wrote down all of the speeches that everyone made. No, dictated. There you word. go. Yeah, yep. uh, and I I looked at them all sort of next to each other. One of the reasons I wanted to do it was to see like what is distinctive about them, and like let's say if I were to start reading somebody else, I forgot that I was going to do this bit. I was going to read some the wrong speech and just see if you could tell because I think oh. they're all so generic. Like apart yeah. from maybe specific lines or whatever, there are so many parallels between all of these speeches that I think you could basically chop and change a lot of it, and that's like totally fine i'm sure if you got any like six random people to write things about going through this similar journey together maybe they would all have similar things to say at the end of it that's you know there's every chance but also like it's pretty homogenous yes anyway i forgot i was gonna do that bit so just (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, Jared goes on. This is what he really said, I promise. You and I together are stronger than we are apart, and nothing in this world can change the feelings I have for you, especially the way you and I have evolved into the relationship we have now. The reason I haven't said those three little words is because I needed to make sure that my head and my heart were in the right place. I've now known for a while how I feel about you, and it has been a complete struggle not to show it. At this point, I'm like, you could have shown it. Yeah, it's being withheld for drama. Yeah, exactly. Don't you think, um, like... They find they needed something, and this this was is the their something. thing. This is the they needed to have a thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the payoff is, oh, now they love each other. Wait, I don't want to spoil that, anything, but they love each oh, other. Oh yeah. Mm, well, uh, firstly, he's honored to call her his girlfriend, mm. but then he says, in that case, Kira J. McGuire, I love you. That's really Streamers, nice. Streamers, confetti. Pew, pew. Uh, he offers her a ring, and what type? Just a commitment one, just the regular kind that everyone gives each other all the time. Um, this commitment ring means I am devoted to you, to our relationship, and our future. That's lovely. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Great job, Jared. Jared. As much good as we, showing. Uh, like we've made fun of Jared a lot, and uh, there have been a real ups and downs. But I'm look. I'm back on the Jared train. I think that this was a great showing from him. I honestly feel like sticking the landing for Jared was probably the most important thing of this whole. Uh, Adventure, um, yeah. I think he's going to leave a fairly good taste in people's mouths. Ugh, ugh. Uh, except <laughs> when I said that sentence, but uh, yeah, I think I think generally, like he has acquitted himself quite well. And I think when while he so- sometimes has, you know, we've talked about all his flaws the whole way, but um, yeah. him coming off well here is what's going to be remembered. I think it's great. He yeah, he did a really good job of uh, redeeming himself. As a character, and also not coming off as the like um, sap psychopath that he right. was portrayed to be in his first season. So well done, Jared, right. on a great season of uh, Bachelor in Paradising, and well done, Kira. Can I just yes. say because she was the shining light of the second half of this season. Yeah, totally, and uh, and I think her speech here is good too. Um, it seems very honest and off the cuff. It doesn't feel as scripted as Jared's or let's, I mean, fucking Grant will talk about Grant's speech. Yeah, okay, great. Um, But she says, obviously coming into this situation for me was really difficult. I never thought that I'd be standing here with someone. If you ask me coming in, I was like, yeah, I've got a week and I'm out. But you came along. Uh, From the first time I saw you, I don't know why, but I was drawn to you. I ran up to you and hugged you and I didn't want to let you go. I didn't know what it was, but it wasn't until I actually actually looked into your eyes and we connected that I realized you were someone very special. You've been there for me throughout this whole journey. You've stood by my side. You haven't judged me. You've allowed me to be me, and that's all I've ever wanted from a man. Blah, blah, blah. I, I skipped a whole line, Max. Are you proud of me? Yeah, I am proud of you. Some of that's true and some of it isn't. Yeah, they're standing by the side the entire time. I don't know if that's... in. Entirely yeah. accurate. Well, it was more that you haven't judged me because there was a great deal of judging happening when uh, old Canadian Daniel was in the picture. Yeah, that's quite a bit of that. That's true. I wonder if they've addressed that yeah, privately. Who knows? Probably, right? You've got to address that in order to get through it. Mm. Hmm. Um, but she's like, there's so many times I've looked into your eyes and just wanted to say those three words to you and holding back has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Remember that line? So, Jared, I love you. And with that said, I also, too, have a ring. I am ready to commit to you, and I am very serious about what we have. So, Jared, will you accept this ring? And it is another commitment ring. And they're very happy in the smooch. Jared says he would like to one day exchange the ring for an engagement ring. 
And Kira, with her arms around Jared's neck, says, no one can take this away from us. No one. Nobody can take this away from us. It's really weird, but it also is so reflective of the like hard time that the both of them have had as like people who have been edited on the television. Oh, true. That is definitely what they're talking about. To me, I thought maybe just like Jared's personality had left his body and entered Kira's for a moment, <laughs> just to be like weirdly possessive for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think that what it refers to is like no one can take the way that we have portrayed ourselves and the fact that we have ended up together and how important that it is to both of our perceptions yeah. as well as the fact that we're also you know appear to be in love um like yeah it's been great i want to yeah again reiterate i really like that was, max yeah kira was so good on the second half especially of this season as soon as she got in a couple with jared and became a commenter and we saw it with eden as well in that when during the time that he was with nina like when the drama wasn't revolving around kira she was an absolute delight on this on yeah. the show perceptive funny uh, you know, had a lot of original things to say. And yeah, I really uh, welcome the development. Her Instagrams with Jared, now that uh, she's been mm. sharing some of her life, um, they spent Christmas together. So I worked out this was filmed between November and December last year. And so then she mm. went to Adelaide to meet Jared's parents over Christmas. It's This is cute as shit. It's really cool. Um, and yep. it feels like this is something that has actually blossomed into a genuine thing. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk about how they broke up on our next episode. Mm, I don't know. I just feel like we should future-proof ourselves for anything these days. But anyway, uh, Allie and Grant, that's a couple, right? They'll oh, you remember. Around. Yep. Yeah. Um, we we watched them getting all dolled up for their special carpet moment, complete with both of them gazing out onto the horizon for good measure. It's a classic. Allie meets up with Osha for one last chat. She tells him, quote, I've fallen deeply in love with someone and I'm so happy. I had no idea in my wildest dreams that I would ever have met the man of my dreams. He's the most thoughtful, genuine, caring, kind-hearted, attentive, beautiful-souled man that just makes me feel so happy, so loved, and I feel whole when I'm with him. Let us not I'm forget ho- that just a few episodes ago, she said that she would die for this man. That's true. That's true. Um, just want to put says, that out there right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that we can make our commitment public. I suppose I'm hoping for some kind of ring. Some kind of ring. I think it would be the perfect end as well as the perfect start to our life after Paradise together. It's a huge step, but it's exciting and spontaneous and adventurous, and that's what I'm all about. I want the husband and the kids, but I want an extraordinary life. She said it again. So I think this is right up my alley. This is a really well-rehearsed speech, Max, and it's the one she gives to Asha. Yeah. It's great. This is like some serious, do we already know that she is going to be the Bachelorette kind of shit. Right. And who could say, and we won't, but still, yeah. <laughs> was this, yeah, like, was this engineered beforehand? That's my question. Oh, like, I feel like she must. Or that, or they made everyone do a speech like this and they only showed hers. I don't know. Like, it was really, really well done. Like, the way that this was delivered. It's like, she's a great orator. Um, yeah. I mean, her surname is Ali Orita, right? Um, <laughs> a, yeah, like, it It was just, it was really, really well done. And I was, like, feeling Ali as a, like, reality TV contestant at this time. Right, right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about our feelings about Ali as Bachelorette. Or maybe, <laughs> fuck. Who knows? Is <laughs> this she... bit is tough. 
Allie makes her way to the magic carpet where she is soon joined by Grant. And I just want to point out at this point, the piano melody in this very overwrought score that I've tried to uh, resist talking about at every opportunity. (laughs) But right at this point, the piano part is so obviously copied from this Lord song called Liability, but the reprise. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, about that, but yes, I mm, I, I remember what it was when I wrote it down. But anyway, go back and listen to it. I'm going to go back and have a listen. You're right. Thank you. Ali says to Grant, everything is better when you're in my world. I feel like it's you I've been waiting for. I feel like all the moments in my life have been leading to this moment. I feel you fill my heart with so much love and happiness. I've never felt like that before. I think we're really strong, independent people, but together we're a force to be reckoned with and we're here to take on the world. I feel like I can do that with you. I look forward to the day when when we can raise our children together. I think it will be a home full of peace and love and happiness and I think endless opportunities for them will you accept this ring as a sign of our commitment to each other what this means is that i only see you i only love you and she offers him the commitment ring beautiful so well done like just delivered to an nth of its life i don't think that there was anyone on that show who maybe could have done that any better and it really is like an emotional payoff for what we've seen of ali and grant this season too yep i agree and uh yeah the one thing is that the ring means she only sees him which is like the opposite of the one in Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> in that one, you don't see them. <laughs> I um, Yeah, look, I'm not seeing uh, anyone from Lord of the Rings, and I just want to make that clear on that podcast right now. <laughs> okay, fine. The I'll rumors that you've heard about me and Sam TMZ and Daily Mail and stuff, that, yeah, they've got their facts wrong. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one ring to uh, f- find your actual facts, baby. It was weird how that Daily Mail reporter um, said that thing about all the hobbits being uh, vapid cunts. (laughs) 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 Do we ever address that on podcast? No. No, we never did, however. That was a fun moment. It's such a shame that she lost her job for that. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I don't mean to uh, make light of it. Um, We were trying to get her on the podcast. That was really good. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, well, then I can really relax from here on, baby. <laughs> Here's what Grant says, and it's not funny. It's deadly serious. He has got the most deadpan, like, robot. Like, do you agree he's got a touch of the Terminator? There's a touch of the Terminator. It's just dead eyes, you know? There's just yeah. nothing going on in his face. He's almost a bit of a Jake, I want to say. In, I yeah, mean, not personality-wise, but just vocal inflection, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's very, very quiet here. Mm. He says, Ali, the feeling I get when I look at you is a feeling that I've never felt before in my life. When I look into your eyes, my world stops. You are the most kind, thoughtful, beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. And I have fallen so deeply in love with you to a place that's so real and a place that's so true. Here is a man who is not good at reading off palm cards. <laughs> you talking about me? No. I'm talking about oh. Grant. It's Grant, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I saw his eyes going from left to right or anything, but like, yeah. <laughs> Um, when I came here, I never thought I would make a connection with somebody like I did with you. I already know how I want, I already know I want to, and will spend the rest of my life with you. And I have something for you and something to promise you that this next chapter that we start in our lives is going to be the best chapter yet. I got something for you. You didn't though, did ya? Somebody passed it to you. Yeah, buddy. He says, this is a ring that I got you to show you, uh, show my commitment towards you. And then the music drops out and we crash zoom on the ring to find out what type it is, I guess, just from looking. And it's not an engagement ring. 
No, it's a friendship. And Max ring. was wrong. It's yeah, it's, it's a just friends ring. It's a com- <laughs> what is it? What do you call a commitment ring when you don't? <laughs> Do you remember have sex? <laughs> do you remember last year when I proposed that instead of a um like telling people that like you get down to the final two and instead of t- telling someone I don't love you, instead mm. you give them the fuck you rose. That's right. Yeah. This is the fuck you rose. Oh, it is. It is. But they still give them nice music. Yeah. Except he like yeah he's really found a nice way to say fuck you to her. I feel like the fuck you rose should definitely have like a bitching guitar solo. <laughs> or like, yeah, or like record scratch, like <laughs> I don't know. Uh yeah, so you know, it's not an engagement ring, but she accepts it and they kiss. Pretty nice, I guess. Uh I've lost all enthusiasm about this couple. Grant in In The Moment says, The reason that I didn't propose to Ali today is not that I don't want to spend the rest of my life with her. I do, and she knows that. But I wanted to take things one step at a time. I want to meet her family, and then it'll happen. Which makes okay. me think, like, did you meet the family and they sucked? And that's what... Well, it's, it's a bit of a spoiler, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, Ali tells him I can't wait to get out of here with you, and we watch them walk away arm in arm. Bye bye, right? Goodbye. Okay. Any more thoughts about them? Not until we get to talk about Ali proper. That's right, and there'll be a real life update on their couple status at the end of this recap. Nah, do you want to do it right now? Because like realistically, Tara's not gonna be the bachelorette. Let's just talk about it now. Ali's the All bachelorette. Right, they split. They split and Ali's the batchy. Do you know what happened? You, they didn't say like they just said on the T V show, we'll get to it, but they just said it didn't work. Right. Um, no. Did yeah. something happen? Do you know? Well, I have been reading uh, Marie Claire. And so in the most recent post from uh, Marie Claire about this situation, they say it turns out Ali and Grant did make a go of it. Ali moved mm-hmm. to LA. But when she got to right. LA, she really thought that it was going to work out. Um, so this is in Woman's Day. Um, this is, uh, And then he tried to make her have a threesome with one of his mates so she got scared and came running home so that's what it says he tried to make her have a threesome is the direct quote from marie claire uh as related to woman's day so yuck yeah yeah that's the that's the yuck goss um cool now ali has come out and said that she's had her heart broken but she's ready to give love uh, another shot, and she's thrilled to start this new adventure. Looking for a mm-hmm. man who is lighthearted, kind, genuine, doesn't make me want to have a threesome, will sweep me off my feet, and love me for me. Not because... <laughs> right? Uh, she's yes. looking forward to offering that love to him in return. Mmm. To Grant? No. <laughs> to Grant. <laughs> Grant. Remember that chestnut? Oh, there it is. Back in the, back in the vault. Mm. Cracked it open. Well, I think we'll have some more thoughts about Ali with our uh, little preview episode that we'll do a little bit later down the line. But let's get to the main event. It's time to watch Tara and Sam getting all dolled up. Or at least Tara gets all dolled up. Sam looks kind of the same as usual. This is the royal wedding. He's get, uh, Yeah, kind of. Uh, Sam is the royal baby. Uh, <laughs> and Tara's the he's royal got, babe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, truly. Um, Who's the royal babe pig in the city? mm, We're not talking about it. I'm sorry, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's got these leprechaun shoes on. Did did you catch these shoes? Got like a big old buckle. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't here for these. 
I am someone, Zavi, who appreciates uh, a good sneaker, but these definitely look like boat shoes to be worn by someone who has experienced the Great Potato Famine. <laughs> someone who is... Yeah, exactly. I think uh, you appreciate a great sneaker, but these are no solid snake. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he tells, uh, so, oh no, sorry, Sam meets up with Osha. They have their last little chat. Um, he tells Osha, I've missed Tara. I've spent more time with this woman than anyone I've dated. It really feels like a year with her. Really? It's been yeah, I don't know. three, four weeks. Tops. And also like, that's like a mean thing to say, right? If it feels like it's been longer, like I get that he's saying the relationship has moved a long way in a short period of time. But also, like, oh, it felt like a year. Like, probably how our listeners feel about this podcast at this point, uh, right? I think it is that thing of, like, I feel like I've known her for years. He's trying to say that, but he didn't get it out right. Yes. Uh, I'm not really blaming the guy. And, yeah, this is is the point where Osha, like, points out that Sam's energy has completely changed since his initial appearance. And Mm. Sam says, that's Tara. Tara has just spoken to my heart, and we were always destined to find each other at some point. I think it's that powerful. And, How lovely. Uh, and it's really good. Sam's pretty good, guys. He yeah. reveals to Osha that he's going to propose. And Osha seems like genuinely surprised and delighted to Osha's hear it, which face, I really love. Yeah. He lights so up. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was beautiful. And it's like I imagine some people on production would have known about it because like they had to get a ring to him or whatever. You, you, there's probably the whole thing, yeah. But I like that Osha was kept in a bubble and he gets to have that reaction on camera because it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he very, very much uh, took to Twitter afterwards to be like, no, I definitely didn't know. Yeah. Um, but then Osha sends Sam on his way down the path and I quietly but definitely out loud say goodbye to Osha because I realize that's the last we're going to see of him <laughs> for this season. But bravo. I think he's done a wonderful job. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Star of the show. Yeah. Of course! <laughs> He's the only one they bring back every year, and that means something. It does, yeah. Star of the show and star of your mentions. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, the couple, Tara and Sam, they're already emotional as they reunite. Tara says, I've missed you. And Sam says, oh, honey. And Tara begins. Who knew that when Uncle Sam walked through the gates and said, hi, we'd be standing here t- today together. I love that I can be me around you, and you never try to change me with my flaws and all. You embrace them. And I'll you never try and flaws. change you either. Yeah, I haven't noticed any. No. Um, she says, I love you just the way you are. You know, you're a bit insane like me. I have so much fun when I'm with you, and I can't even count the amount of times you made me cry from laughing so much. But then I can also talk to you like an adult, and I feel like we can help each other grow into big people. That's the best. It's cute. That's the best line. Mm. We have something really special and really rare, and you often tell me to stop what we're doing and to take in everything, because you say it's got to be a memory. And I wanted to give you this, because... And then she, like, fumbles to put the ring on his finger, and she's like, you've got so many rings, it's not going to fit. Let's just put it here for now. Uh, I wanted to give you that so that you can remember this moment now and remember the way we feel right now. But I don't want the way we feel to be a memory. I want that to last forever, because I love you and I want to be with you forever. So nice. So Max, beautiful. I'm crying. I'm crying and I, I read it. I know. I'm crying it's in my own really, voice. It's really pretty. Uh, it, yeah, it's so lovely. And it was such an unexpected outcome 
to 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 watch Tara find this happiness and right. it could not have gone any better for for production than to have the absolute star of Maddie J's season mm. come into Paradise and for Paradise to And watch. she was the first one there too. Yeah, and even if Paradise like even if this relationship doesn't last, God forbid, mm. everyone is still going to have that impression of Paradise. Tara came to par- Tara the one that we all relate to and love. Came right. to paradise and found love, and that exactly. is what is going to guarantee. I think the like the continuation of paradise um, as both a place that contestants, Australian contestants, are willing to go to, but mm. also as a, a concept with an amount of validity for the audience. It feels real. Yeah. Well, Sam. Ah, oh, Sam. God bless him. Yep. He says you look absolutely beautiful, and I have loved waiting at cocktail parties for you to come out. I never thought that I would be that type of person to wait like that. Every time I saw you, you took my breath away and you're doing it again. You are incredible. You're everything I've been looking for for a very long time. He says, blah, blah, blah. You've been an incredible... He doesn't say blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. This bit's not holding up. Um, You've been... (laughs) You've been sick. Uh, Yes. He says, you've been an incredible part of my life, and some might say that's a short amount of time. It's not. I feel like I've had the liberty of waking up next to you for years. It just feels that way. I adore you. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of the woman you are and the woman you're going to continue to become. And you take my breath away all the time, just with a look. I was really scared today, but as soon as I see you, I'm okay. You make me want to shut up more. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to be more quiet. Rather than waiting to talk, I want to hear what you've got to say. Oh, oh molto bene. Because so that good. feels like a lesson he has actually learned and we've seen him learning. Yes, it feels like we've actually watched him learn that in real time. It's really cool. Right. And he goes, I found my girl. You are my girl. Uh, and I've been looking for you for a long time. So Tara. And then he gets down on one knee. He says, I love you. I do. It might seem crazy, but it's not. And I've said it to you a thousand times in my sleep. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You're incredible. Will you marry me? And she instantly says, yes. And they cry and they kiss and they cry and they kiss. I'm very happy for my friend Sam and Tara. Yeah, it's really beautiful. We didn't like Sam at all in the last season, but that you got you to gotta hand it to him, man. Like That was just such a good... Like, well-rounded, beautiful speech. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it really, like, and more than it just being a good speech, like, it really feels like these are two people who have gone on TV and have accidentally found love and bring out the best in each other and all that kind of stuff is absolutely golden. And it makes what Kelly was talking about earlier this year in, like, wanting to find love in paradise and wanting to believe that it can exist kind of real. Totally, yeah. And I think, like... I was I was entertaining the prospect in my mind, like, had this proposal that had been teased, like, were did it turn out, if it turned out to be somebody else, they would have fucked up this season so badly, because they 100%. made it seem, you felt Sam and Tara's relationship growing, particularly over, the, like, the later half of the season, yeah. um, and you, I don't think, realistically, we were ever really there with Ali and Grant, no. or... God forbid any of the other... I mean, yeah, maybe Jared and Kira have a similar really well, we right for to, each other. But. Yeah, we had to get to that point with Jared and Kira where it, like we they have argued all season 
And then yeah. we had to get to that point of, okay, cool, I love you. Whereas, like, the platform for Sam and Kira was, like, it took two... Sam and Kira. For Sam and Kira. Sam and... Ta- yeah, I know. What a good pairing. Mm-hmm. They should try that out. Sam they and should Tara. go back on the island. Mix it up. <laughs> yeah, the thing, like, yeah, the thing with Sam and Tara was that, like, as soon as it was on, it was on, and we were given the ability as an audience to experience alongside them this this love story and we mm. you're absolutely right we weren't given it with grant and with grant and Allie. Mm. well sam is there's just some fun bits at this point sam's like can we go home now please mm. um he goes i'm engaged and tara goes i know same <laughs> and uh, he goes you are um and then in a shared in the moment which is like maybe the first one uh, it's really good i love it's like, cute yeah Tara goes, oh my God, we've got to plan a wedding. Let's have it in Fiji. Let's have Asha to marry us. Let's have Weiss as our flower girl. Kira will have to be my maid of honor because she's part of the reason we're together. Oh, I love it. I want to go. Can we? It's great. How, we, how do we get on the invite list? I think that we can go. I think that uh, we'll find a way. I got invited to my first ever wedding that I've ever been invited to this week. Is it this one? Oh, you didn't... I was just waiting for congratulations. Um, it's not actually my wedding. I'm not oh, getting married. No, you didn't invite yourself to your own wedding. <clears throat> no, exactly. Uh, uh Still single. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it's also not this marriage. I just wanted to... Uh, uh, I think I teased that I... <laughs> what, do you, what do you do at a wedding anyway? Uh, look, personally, I do a DJ set. Um, Great. Yeah. Yeah, so that's usually what I do. I just do a whole. All right, that's of probably what I'll. That's probably what I'll do. Yeah. 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 Um, and then eventually, I think that you like, like, when you finish your DJ set, that's when you get on the stage and you say, like, I do, and like, yeah. yes, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And then they're like, you're drunk. You have to go home. You just let us all in the macarena. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I did a really good job. Now I get married. There right? you go. Like, that's a know, funny right? way of saying you may now kiss the bride. And then <laughs> you say, I've got an even funnier way. The smooth train's uh, pulling into the wife station. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo, yeah. Um, and yeah. then they're like, you may now kiss the Brian. And me and Brian make out and run mm-hmm. up into the sunset. Yeah, it's actually very beautiful. I didn't know Brian, but I'd love to meet him someday. Yeah, yeah he's a nice guy. Um, Sam says, I finally did something meaningful with my life. That's lovely. That's a bit heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it is lovely. Like that this may be the most meaningful. I I have no idea about his life or anything, but like, I would hope that he's done anything else. Anyway, he says, I've definitely found love in paradise and I'm a lucky man. Tara says, I think when I look at our future, I see theme parks and fast food. And then Sam kind of whimpers. Health. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah. It was. Health. Um, <laughs> but he's like, I'll die first with grease on my face. And, uh, you know, they're very happy together. And it's I'm great. glad. Me too. Very happy then, for our new couple. Right. And then there's a little update. Um, just some text cards that flash up on screen saying Kira is packing up and moving to Melbourne to be with Jared. Ali went to Los Angeles to be with Grant. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But Ali has decided to give love one more shot. She will be Australia's next bachelorette. And we already talked about it. But we whoa. Have whoa. Um, yeah. Do you want to replay the audio now of when we called up? And I feel like what we're going to say, this is my prediction, that she might get her heart broken on Paradise. Maybe. 
And then it's going to open Ooh, up I for her to really be the next like Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch <laughs> I'd watch it! Interesting choice. Uh, hopefully things work out better for Ali on this next go-around. I can't work out whether she is, like, uh, cool. From this edit, like, we really got set up to believe that she would be the Bachelorette. And I feel like as a result of that, we really didn't learn a ton about her personality, like what she's interested in, why she is the way right. that she is. Uh, yeah, so I want, like, there's more to explore in future episodes. There's a chance that we got more of that explanation about her on her original series, which is such a distant memory that I feel like maybe we should revisit it. Um, yeah. Maybe in advance of our uh, our preview episode. Um, but yeah, I want to get at the core of like what she's all about before we see her season and see like also what has changed in that time between Absolutely. her first season. Like we kn- we learned that she was divorced in between stuff like that. Like this is an interesting. There's there's story here everywhere. I'm curious I- about it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with Ali, and I'm excited to do it in more detail with you yep. and Cal Zavi. The thing that, yeah, really, uh, really spoke to me was just like, we know that she wants uh, a marriage and a family, and we know that she's ready for that, and she's obviously a beautiful woman. Mm. Those are like, and she's been on the TV, and we've seen her have a heart broken. So, like, all of the, all of the boxes have been ticked. Or ticked. All mm. that is missing now is that, like, um, like injection of personality and for us to be allowed into her world and to get to know her. I will say if you Google her, there's a lot of people like questioning whether she's already had injections of personality. Ah, um, that's baby. like all the results you get. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Real quick, before we finish the episode, do you want to really quickly like rapid fire do a round of winners and losers? I've got the entire cast list here and we can just say like, did they do good or bad? Yes, let's do it. I'm really keen for it. All right. I have everyone in order of when they arrived. Um, so let's begin with Tara. Winner. Winner. I hardly know. Sorry. Um, Michael. <laughs> Michael Turnbull. Uh, Michael D. Turnbull. I'm going to say winner. Mm, Didn't find love, but is... re- redeemed himself. I feel about the same way that I always did about him, which is largely disinterested. So okay. middle. Uh, Luke. Neutral. You can be neutral. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Luke's a loser, unfortunately. Yeah, he fucked it. I thought yeah. he was real cool. Uh, yeah, I thought he was leaving a winner. The and then, yeah, unfortunately, afterwards, we found out the information that we mm. found out. Lisa. Um, I want to say in some way she was a loser just because, like, three or four days ago, she was announced, like, everyone was talking about how she was about to be announced as the new Bachelorette, like, on Monday's 7 p.m. PM project or something like that. Everyone was like, oh, yeah. Lisa's about to be revealed. And then she wasn't, so... Uh. Yeah, there is that element, and yeah, as for Edda, I think I was neutral, and I was as neutral as ever on Lisa. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Leah. Loser. Yeah, loser. Continued a losing streak. Yes. Um, got rejected publicly by so many men on TV, and uh, it took none of it with humility. Right, exactly. Didn't... Uh, didn't I mean, and uh, we should qualify that, like, this is not necessarily their own fault or anything like that, but, um, yeah, Leah definitely got painted with a bad brush or something, sure. right? yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. Davey. Um, a loser, but also kind of a winner. Mm, I feel like Davey fans are still in his corner. Yeah. He's another one that I haven't really been swayed that much by, though. Yeah, nothing has changed too much uh, on the Davey camp for me, but at least he avoided that 
like terrible flow Jake thunderstorm that erupted after he left paradise. Right. Yeah. Uh, Brett. <laughs> loser. <laughs> Probably, maybe the biggest, maybe the biggest loser. Blake, let's be. Oh, honest. I can think of one bigger loser, but yeah, Brett, Brett fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nina. I feel like Nina did pretty well, honestly. I think she was, uh, really pretty backgroundy in her first appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from getting caught up in a bit of conflict later in Paradise, I think her role as like Paradise Mum, as just like a general commentator and or peacekeeper, was generally pretty good. I hated the Daniel shit, um, so I'm gonna say loser. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was a good PR spin for her, and I think <sighs> that her time with Eden was largely forgettable. Ah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Eden, Eden. This is kind of a say. tough one. I think yeah. that by virtue of him just having nothing in the past season, I think that he's a winner. Well, yeah. I mean, in the past season, he was not only nothing, he was bad. Yeah. But only bad for like 45 seconds. Whereas this time he was largely good and sometimes bad. But I think we should on the whole give it to him. I think so. Uh, Flo. Hard to say. I think that Flo's a loser mm. of Paradise, but I still think Flo's a winner as a person. Yeah, I agree. I think they did the same thing to her that they basically did the first time around. I don't yeah. think Flo's character was developed at all during Paradise, really. No, there was really nothing. Like, she was there to be a foil to, to Jake, and she did that. And I wish that there was more, like, chance given to Flo to be able to really explore because we, in Maddie J's season, we saw someone who was actually really pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Mac? Bad. Lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blake, bad. Worse. We, Jake, we had a rough patch here. Bad. Yeah, no, not a good... Like, this, if anything, like, Jake was a loser for for this. Like, yes, he's continued to see Megan, and one could argue that's a win for sure because Megan's cool. However, mm. um, in terms of image, Jake went in without one and came out with a rep as a player. Totally, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah and just continued wearing on me. Uh, no dice. Um, Kira. Winner. Kira has come out of this so well. Yes. She is... This is one of the better, like, uh, uh, reinventions. Well, not even that. Just It's a uh, redemptive arc. Yeah, totally. And and a really successful one. I think she did great. Me too. Uh, up there with Sam, who also acquitted himself quite well. I think yep. there were one or two, like, very, very cringy moments. Yep. He's um, got... Yeah. Uh, He's got, like, a button-pushing kind of sense of humor, I guess, that I just happen to have a lot of buttons. <laughs> You're a real uh, haberdasher in that right. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't believe in zippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, no, yeah, Sam's a winner uh, of, mm. of Paradise for me. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, Lorena. Hard to say. This is, this is kind of tough, because I feel like uh, she got completely screwed over by the producers i agree but but us knowing what was going on behind the scenes mean that like we're a thousand times more sympathetic to her than we were beforehand true uh do we say neutral for that i think it's neutral. i mean i think she's great yeah i agree uh and i think that yeah i'm still think that she's great Mm. jared jared i think got her like jared's a winner yeah i think jared did fine uh he's still not like you know it, it wasn't flying colors but um he acquitted himself well. I like him with Kira. Agree. Uh, Ali. Oh, Ali. Yeah, I think Ali's a, definitely a winner in this, right? I mean, she was designed to be a winner, I guess. Yeah. Like, 
there was no way that she wouldn't come out of this looking pretty good, I think. Yeah. Because they, they would have known, at least when they were editing. That's true, yeah. They'd know uh, during the edit that she is uh, the, the I mean, I, I assume. Yeah, I actually correct. don't know that for sure, but but probably. Like, so this was filmed between... Uh, or at least during promotion. Yeah, definitely. Like, this was filmed between November and December, and it went to air in, like, February, March. So she's got three months to fly to LA, get her heart broken, be talked into being the next Bachelorette, and she was given a sympathetic mm. edit. I say winner because of everything that she's got out of it. We, like, watched her, like, enter paradise, and I don't know if you were the same way, but I was kind of like, oh, is that... Who is that? Right? And now it's like, oh, Ali, yeah. the Bachelorette. And I think that, strictly from a branding perspective, she has to be deemed a winner. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Megan. She ended up with Jake, but she is a winner. Yes. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. Uh, the caveat is Jake, but uh, otherwise she's uh, uh, cool. She's yes, great. We agree. Grant. Um, <laughs> these, are, the, these are a little tougher, the, the imports. I think Grant was a winner. I think... It depends on what perspective you're taking. Like to um, Australian audiences, I'm sure. Like you know, he came over. He 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 did fine. Uh, to me, he he gave the same performance that I've seen him give before. Honestly, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't feel all that much about him at all. Uh, yeah, I'll give him a win, I guess. Uh, no, I feel neutral. I feel neutral. I guess actually, do you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. I probably am neutral. He was just someone who was so nothing on JoJo's season, and is mm. now known as a Bachelor in Paradise kind of guy. Yeah, uh, I think he probably engendered some goodwill from the franchise. Where if there needs to be like another, right? Um, you know, maybe he's the Bachelor one day or some shit. I don't know. Um, I almost want to say little conspiracy theory here. Yeah. Probably holds no water. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder if he was offered some amount of money to go and be in a relationship that would not work with Ali, who would then go on to be the Bachelorette. Wouldn't surprise me. Like the me. fucking puppet master behind the strings. I don't really know much about puppetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, right? Maybe? If yeah. they were thinking that far ahead? It definitely yeah, feels like there could be some sort of Johnson and Friends scenario going on here. Mm. No more tears. Johnson and Friends. No more tears, Ali. That's Johnson and Johnson. Oh, damn it. Hmm. You forgot about Johnson's friends. Uh, yeah, McDuff, Diesel, and the squeaker box in the love below. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Love that. Couldn't remember the actual name. Um. Oh, Amjar. Amjar is um a winner in my heart, but a loser by uh the definition of what the franchise did to him. Yeah. Yeah. He got walked over a little bit, but also like uh. I think it'd be hard pressed to find anyone who didn't leave. A, like he, I think he left a pretty good impression, nonetheless. I fucking loved him. He was great. Yeah, uh, Elora, she mm. got screwed. I actually just didn't like Elora flat, flatly. So I'm gonna mm. say Elora was a loser of the season. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if it's the way she's being presented or the way she is. Um, but yeah, I didn't just, like. Yeah, whatever it is, I didn't like it. Simone, uh. I'm going to say winner because of how gracefully uh, she and Apollo were exited, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but also loser because her sex life uh, with Courtney Dober was publicly discussed on Woo! national TV. Yeah, it's it's hard to come back from that. Uh, although, Lily, from well, actually they didn't talk about it on <laughs> Bachelor of Winter <laughs> Games, that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, Apollo, winner. Total winner. Always a Easy. winner. Easy. Yep. Yeah. Thomas. Who? Loser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, real loser, honestly. No one wanted to date him. Uh, was in the heart of one of our least favorite moments yeah. of the um, season. Yes, and then also, like, the the Rachel stuff as well, where we quite liked Rachel, and then he just, like, he wasn't yeah. there for it, and no. apparently did some mean stuff. Thomas, not a fan. Uh, okay. Sasha from Russia. This is tough, because she was this just there for a minute. Loser by the standards of the show, winner by mm. the standards of being a good character on TV. Yep, winner in our hearts, for sure. Uh, Rachel. I'm going to say loser, even though I really like Rachel. Yeah. She um, lost at the Game of Love, featuring Michelle Branch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say, yeah I, I, yeah, I don't know if Rachel grew on me, because I already really liked her. Um, but... You know what? She's a loser because I keep looking at her Instagram and it's heaps and heaps of pictures of her at the big horse races. Wow. So, sorry. Yeah, we don't do that. We Please, no no more on the horse torture. Get off the horse. Get off the net. And there's two left. One of them, his name is Weiss. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, yeah, definitely. Weiss definite. did great! Are you yeah. kidding? I didn't even know his name before Paradise started. Now That's he's the light of, my, <laughs> the light of my life. And your DMs. Um, yes, occasionally. Yeah. Every for so a while. often. Yeah, mm. look, I agree with you. I think that Weiss did wonderfully. I will say, in my initial conversation with Weiss, I was like, Weiss, we love you. You're such a big... F- like." Uh, I was like, you're a great part of the show. I really enjoy it. I hope that... Like, I was like, should we keep watching for you? Um, like, do you have a big role in any episodes coming up or whatever? He's like, keep watching, because I'm in it. Like, but I don't think he was really that in it. I wonder if he knew or not. I don't know. I'm not sure. I was looking for him to have more of, like, an advice-giving role and for him to be popping up, you know. It'll come. Them. I guess so, yeah. I guess maybe over time. You're right. I just, I wanted more of him. But that means it's a win. I agree. All right, there's one person remaining, and uh, I have a feeling you and I are probably going to be on the same page about this uh, this gentleman. He's a good-looking guy. He's been uh, actually been on the show before. He's a gentleman by the name of Osha Ginsberg. Huge winner. I just, like, I think you're forgetting someone, though. <laughs> Who am I forgetting? I think you've left someone out. Is it, wait, is it someone that we know in real life? Yeah, it's the co-hostess with the mo-hostess. Oh, true! Want to give a big shout-out. winner. Yeah, to our huge winner of a podcast host, <laughs> Kelly Dawn Helmerich. Um, this season has been a delight. Thank you. We love you. We love you, Kelly. We'll see you on the next episode. Isn't it funny how at the end of the last episode, Kelly died and she still isn't back? <laughs> <laughs> she never came back. That's <laughs> what, did she, what was she doing? Going to the shops or something? <laughs> yeah, She's she still the there. She, she is the dad that went out for cigarettes. No! <laughs> Have you ever, like, I, truly though, like in a supermarket, do you ever get, because I know you and I both have some like anxiety and stuff. Mm. Um, do you ever get overwhelmed by choice? Oh, so badly. Like, have you ever been I, like, standing Sometimes in... I'm just like, stop. I don't want to be choosing any of these. I don't want to choose right. you at all. Yeah. I I remember an incident in my teenage years. It might have been like one of my first like mental health red flags. Is I got sent out to go buy margarine and I didn't know what kind of margarine to get, so I just stood in the supermarket oh, no. for like half an hour and I counted oh, all no. of them, Max. I counted <laughs> them all. There were like ninety different kinds. <sighs> anyway, send help. Understood. Thank send you help to at BOH Pod on Twitter. 
Yeah, which is actually a place that we went to and came to so that we could make friends. Love doing it. Uh, find us on social media, BOH Pod. Please share the podcast around with your friends. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, we're everywhere else, unless you like using Spotify, because I think you have to pay money. Or so. uh, it's a whole thing. Who can say? Yeah. But uh, thank you so much if you followed us up until this point. Please don't stop. We have lots of exciting... Don't stop. We have lots of exciting <laughs> stuff coming up. We're going to do preview episodes. We're going to do regular episodes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Zavi, no one can take this moment away from us. Yeah, that's right. And also, Maxwell Quinn. Mm. I assume that's what it's short for. Thank you so much for being my co-host with the lead... What? You did the other guy on the show. <laughs> you did it again. We did a whole season. You did it's a whole nearly killed me. Of... Of uh of BIP. That's well, I did we did our first ever. I know, I'm excited about it. Uh yeah, and a and a whole nother season of Bachelor in Paradise. Um my favorite favorite thing to do with you. Um other than also playing. Is songs, that which still is also the name good. the name of the podcast is still Bachelor of Hearts. We haven't uh, I've changed forgotten, it. I've forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, join us next time for Bachelor in Paradise here with <laughs> Xavier R- R- Oh no. You don't know it, do you? No, I've forgotten it. That's fine. We'll talk about it off air. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. This season almost killed me. Uh, but, you know, we'll do it all again as soon as we possibly can because that's just the way things go, baby. I love you. We love you. Goodbye, Xavier Betsky Noonan. Goodbye, Max. Uh, what's your middle name? You got one? Don't have one. Don't have one, Quinn. <laughs> and uh, please take care of yourselves each other and I uh, wish you all the very best. <laughs> I'm going to call you one. Making most of what's before me, searching for a sign.